Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. One podcast, two assholes, and infinite possibilities. Strap in, for you're about to experience the brilliant awesomeness that is a couple of Average Joe's movie review show. You're welcome. Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Not as loud. I'm supposed to be loud. I'm in front of a mic. <laughs> mic. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. You said my name and didn't have to worry about it. All right. I said your name like Beyonce. Yes. All right. Hey. Huh? She's so talented. She got nominated for a bunch of Grammys. She got nominated for a rock Grammy. Rock and roll Grammy. She got nominated for a rock Grammy. Well, it's because she's a diva. She transcends all music. <laughs> yes. She transcends. She inspires people to write her music for her and then she gets on stage and she sings it that's okay uh kip winger was nominated for a classical grammy who's kip winger kip winger not kip winger <laughs> that'd be a funny name huh kip winger kip winger <laughs> colonel kip winger <laughs> who is that who's kip winger from winger Stupid. i was going to ask that next but really <laughs> it's not that obvious well because his last name is winger so yeah is he married to deborah yeah she, he's married to Deborah Winger. <laughs> Sorry. Who's like 40 years older than he is. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Winger's been around for a while. Yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure they're like the same age. I'm pretty sure they're not. Okay. Considering that Kip Winger is about our age. Well, he's probably 50. All right. So how's Kip Winger doing? I don't know. He he's, got nominated for a Grammy. All right. Good. So apparently bravo. he's doing good. <laughs> All right, so this is our Hacksaw Ridge episode. The fuck you asked me that question for? <laughs> How's uh, he doing? He's doing much better than I am. Well, yeah, because his name is Kapwinger. Got nominated for a Grammy. He's yeah. not Kapwinger. <laughs> From now on, that's who he is. I think we should change the name of this show to Kapwinger. No. Fuck, fuck Sinescape. We're it's now, Kapwinger. We're Sinescape. We're Kapwinger presents Sinescape. Do you like? Do you like that segue? No, I did that on purpose. I know. It's called the setup, it's baby. Stupid. Come on, man. You're my you're my hype man. Come I, on. I'm not. Or no. I'm I'm your hype man. Yes, you are. All right. We are now Sinescape. Yeah. Welcome to the Sinescape podcast, everybody. Yeah, it's 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 legal plagiarism. It's not its legal plagiarism. <laughs> it's legal. Then why do I feel dirty, Mike? Because you're an idiot. I feel fucking dirty, and I took a shower a few, you, like two hours. You feel ago. dirty because you have no idea how business works, and you <laughs> think that we're stealing. <laughs> oh my God, Mike, you're. You're evil. You're going to hell because you legally stole. I didn't steal anything. I was going you, to say. You legally purchased an incorporation. I was going to say that it makes me makes us feel less original. But then I was like, wait a minute. How original are we? We talk about things that other people have created. <laughs> so We do what everybody else does, which is do movie reviews. Yeah. But you love my dulcet now, tones. Now we're, we're going to change it from movies to movies, television, and anime. Because, obviously. Ooh. That gets me all excited. We could mat. Movies, animation, television. Great. Can we finish the intro now? No. All that and more 
on Cinescape's A Couple of Average Joes. All that more on Cinescape Movie Review Podcast. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, buddy. Paul Walker. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't. He's still dead. He he still had a tree. Hey, speaking of Paul Walker, no, I think they're gonna be announcing a, our new uh, Fast Furious Part Eight trailers you, coming you, out. You think they're gonna be announcing it? They've only been filming it for the past like six months. Ugh. What do you think they're gonna do with well, it? Well, did you just ugh? I Do just, you ugh me? I ugh. You uhed. I ugh. Usually the, you don't do that. I. You know what? You never do that. I'm becoming more crotchety. You're, you're becoming Mike. Yeah, I, I've become bitter. Yeah, fuck the world. Well, no, I don't think fuck the world, but... Oh, well, yeah. I'm you, not bitter. Short of nuclear you know, attack and shit, but... I'm you know what? Bitter. There's a p- couple places that, c- that could be nuked. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah I'm okay yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm okay. But yeah. I'm it, right there with you. Yeah. But you know, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, you know what? Fuck everyone's happiness. No, I, you know what? I'm starting to feel like a New Yorker. That's what it is. I, without the shitty accent, I I feel like, like, I, I'm I know I I try to be that guy that's always a well wisher, and I'm starting to you know what? Fuck your happiness. Fuck everyone's happy. I'm tired of everyone else being happy. And I know I'm supposed to go pursue my own happiness, but instead I'm fucking bitter. So fuck you. Well, stop being bitter. Here's the <laughs> here's the thing. When you wake up in the morning, you make a choice. You can be fucking happy. Or you can be a bitter, jaded prick. And I choose to be happy now. I, Oh, at least in a good mood. It's it's like a negotiation in the morning for me because I, I sleep on a twin bed on the floor and I, I, I have bed bugs and roaches that run across me while I'm sleeping. Yeah, well, you, you have you... Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I can't. And what did they say? Oh, he was like, dude, yeah, we have, we have people come like twice a... F- well, he goes, they, they, they do like follow-ups. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting to tell you about it. And he, the manager's perfectly fine. He's like. He's perfectly fine. The fact that you had to throw away 90% of your fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, but I never brought it up to him. Yeah, but he just acknowledged the fact that you have, that the complex has bed bugs. Yeah. So I threw away shit I was going to throw away anyway. That, so. Well, that doesn't matter. He had, <laughs> he had you sign paperwork that, would, that acknowledged that you wouldn't bring bed bugs in. Mm-hmm. And the complex is fucking filth ridden with bed bugs. Yeah, he says he's got. There's a company that comes in, and they they they'll they'll spray, and then they'll they do follow ups. So they come back like two or three times just to make sure. So I haven't. I, I fucking do it. I just keep putting it off. So I'll have it done. He said there. They'll contact me. So. That's unacceptable. <laughs> that is unacceptable that he said that they'll contact you. He should be fucking fixing that shit right fucking now. No, he was perfectly fine and receptive when I talked to him this evening. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with being receptive. If he acknowledges the fact that the apartment complex is ridden with cockroaches and and bed bugs, you can take the fucking company to court. There is You signed paperwork that said... Mm-hmm. I will not bring in bed bugs or any fucking foreign objects that could cause, you know, problems, rodents, roach-wise, whatever. Mm-hmm. You sign that fucking piece of paper, mm-hmm. which means that he has given that piece of paper to everybody and has not followed up one bit on any of the shit that's been going on in that complex because it is 
fucking diseased ridden. You have cockroaches and bed bugs, and it hasn't been taken care of. There's more to it than that. No, there isn't any more to it than that. <laughs> it's it's he's not he hasn't been the manager there that long. It doesn't matter. No, I look. He's still responsible. The, the, whoever the fucking property management company is the one that's responsible. Okay, you can start I, withholding fine, money. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them being responsible for it. But they're w- not. My problem is is that regardless of it being their fault that the, the bed bugs are there in the first place, I kept putting off notifying them about it. Uh, uh, fine. It doesn't matter whether you put it off or not. It's the fact that he said is is yeah, we'll take care of it. We have people. Well, no, you take care of it fucking now, like tomorrow. Because you've known, you've known since you've taken over as the new manager that this is a problem. Well, he said that uh, he said that they, they they you know you have to clear out of the apartment for a few hours. So he said when would be a good time? And I said I said probably Thursday or Friday or something. So yeah, no, this is it's completely unacceptable. I mean, he they, the fucking apartment complex should replace all of your lost belongings. Should absolutely should. I'll get him to replace my grandma's chair. Get him to replace everything. She bought a tarp. She bought a tarp from Harbor Freight and put it over her chair, and now she hasn't been getting bitten. <laughs> this sounds so sad. What it's, the fuck are we talking about? It's this? fucking pathetic, dude. You're, the apartment complex needs to replace everything that you guys had lost. Clothes, beds, the chair, everything. Every single fucking thing that you had to throw away because of bed bugs. Brand fucking new. Hmm. All right. Well, th- we'll talk about this off mic. <laughs> this isn't entertaining. Yes, it is. It's just sad. It's a. <sighs> it's something I've been ignoring because I, I just, you know what I mean. Because you have no, no self willpower to fucking. I just prioritize. Come home and I just want to go to fucking sleep. Yeah, it's because you're depressed. <laughs> so, I, I threw away some mattresses. I, I, I you know, I, I killed a bunch of bugs. I sprayed. I put uh, the hypoallergenic uh, anti-bed bug mattress cover over my mattress and went from there. Problem is I put a sheet over that and now that I think that they got on my sheet because I'm getting little bites on my legs again. So. And you track that into my fucking house? No, they don't go on my clothes because my clothes aren't on my bed. We apparently don't know how bed bugs work. Well, they usually hide in uh, sheets and I don't usually hear about clothes, man. If I'm infested with bed bugs, I'm killing you. <laughs> killing you, your entire family, that apartment complex, everything. Don't have a carpet. I'm going to fucking burn the shit down. <laughs> you could be my lawyer. Here's a dollar. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you're gonna edit that whole fucking thing out. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so who wants to date Joe? I've got a great apartment you guys can hang out with me at. Mm. <laughs> Hello, ladies. It's not your fault that you went into an, a situation that you have no control over. Yeah, it's I, your fault that you can't prioritize. Oh, I know. That's it. I know. That's that's the that's it. That's it, and that's all. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Mike and I, uh, a month after it came out, Mike and I went and saw Hacksaw Ridge because there was nothing else out this week. No, it's not that there was nothing else out. There's nothing we wanted to see that was worthwhile. Yeah, and also uh I was hearing from I heard from multiple coworkers that this was a really good movie. Right. So and well no, there was a movie that we that we were going to see. We there was a choice. Was there Allied 
Yeah, it was Allied, it was Hacksaw Ridge, and there was one other. And I kind of wanted to see Allied because it looked interesting. Yeah, and I'm not hearing shit about that movie now. And you're like, no, we should see Hacksaw Ridge because my coworkers said that we should go see it. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck your coworkers. Who cares what they think? <laughs> fuck them. And then I, the, then I started thinking about it. I'm like, because I, I didn't want to see Hacksaw Ridge. Again, get into that mindset of I don't really want to see another drama war thing. Yeah. And and then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Every time I start thinking about that, I'm always wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm always, it's one of those things where I don't want to go see this movie. All right, I'm going to go see this movie, you know, and and begrudgingly go see it. It's like when I go see a biopic, man. I, I don't want to see it. I don't. Biopic? Yeah, I could call it either one, right? And well, you used to call it biopic. Now you call it a biopic. Yeah, I call it whatever. I fuck it. Depends I like on the biopic. Movie. Biopic. <laughs> so uh, I always put off seeing these kinds of movies. Like I still haven't seen what is it, Thirty Two or whatever, the one with Je- uh, about Jesse, uh, not Jesse Owens, not that one. Jesse Ventura. Um, oh my God, Brooklyn Jesse Dodgers James. or oh, L.A. Dodgers. Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson movie. Yeah, I put off seeing that. But uh, everyone is says that the one that has like. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Harrison Ford in it. I think that's radio, and that and that's not Harrison Ford. That's um, no Harrison Ford was in was in a Jackie Robinson movie. Oh, yeah, you know what? You might be right. I think that is. I something. watched that movie. That was really fucking good. Yeah, see, and that um, the guy who plays him is the guy who's playing Black Panther. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I yeah, I just but I not Chewie Atelier Jayafor. No, not Chewie Atelier Jayafor. It's um Chewie Baka. For some reason, I'm brain farting on his name, but I don't feel like looking it up. But uh, I always put off those kinds of movies. I always, I always do. And then we end up seeing them eventually, and I'm like, "Fuck! I should have saw that a lot sooner." Like you know, like uh, when we saw uh, the Imitation Game. You know, I'm not big on those based on true story things. See, but, I wanted to see Imitation Game. Well, I know because you had a personal connection to it, right? Well, not really. Uh, you know, I mean, the closest personal connection was. The Linus Torvalds thing and, and computers and whatever else. Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot of times these are good. And look, the, I didn't really want to see this movie because I didn't. The trailers made it look very predictable, and and I just I don't know. I don't really want to see a movie that's if like look like it might be preachy. You know, like oh, you know, I believe in God and God tells me not to kill people, so I I'm gonna make a stand. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Uh, it looks like it's well done, but I don't really want to see it. I don't want to see the pacifist. Right, or the conscientious objector, right? Right, and, I, and I'm not a fan of Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And I, I, I just think that he's... Yeah, and look, I have meh. I try not to jump to conclusions about Andrew Garfield because I've only seen him in Spider-Man and The Social Network. So, And he was really good in Social Network, but and, and I liked him as Spider-Man. I didn't have, that was one of the problems I did not have was The Amazing Spider-Man. But He has a Forrest Gump face. But, bugs me. which kind of fits with this movie, doesn't it? Right. So, um, I I'm I, gonna run. <laughs> I'm gonna run real far. Yeah, you guys gonna climb down the Hacksaw Ridge. I'm climb up. Fucking, I'm gonna bubble gump my way up Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> Did it, Dan? You got new legs. I lost a leg. <laughs> it looks like no, he didn't. Cause I I play kicky kicky ping pong with the grenades. <laughs> kicky kicky ping pong. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I didn't want to see it, but that was like, you know what? Mel Gibson directed it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he makes some good fucking movies. Mel Gibson, look, Mel Gibson knows how to make a fucking movie, man. And, and look, when we saw in, uh, The Expendables Part 3, yeah. it wasn't a great movie, but when Mel Gibson got the chance to chew the scenery, he fucking chewed it up, man. Right. 
It was great. I mean, he he is a great actor, and he's look. Understandably, he's been blacklisted for a little while. I think he's had his purgatory. I think it's time for him to have that major comeback, and I think this movie is going to do it because everyone's giving him praise for this movie. Yeah, it's a good fucking movie. You know, so. And look, I already wrote in my review my opinion on the whole thing about Mel Gibson's, uh, you know, comments and shit in the past. So I'll I'll just leave it there unless you want to talk about it. Nope, don't uh, care. Okay, so yeah, the guy knows how to make movies, and this movie is <laughs> I, I I quoted a shitload of uh, war movies that had you know that this movie has similarities to, you know, like uh, GI Jane. Uh, uh, sure. Um, okay, the way that she's uh, remember how she's being treated by her her CO and um, and also her um, other uh, guys, you know, other guys that are trying to be seals and uh-huh. they're, they're 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 treating her. And there's the, the, the uh, there's this one part where there's the the black guy who's trying to be a seal too, and he goes he goes look, I'm on your side because because around here you're just the new nigger. That's all you are. Right. And that's what he says to her. So. Um, and so it was that, that strife, you know, that like, like having to prove yourself kind of thing, even though you shouldn't have to, but you do. Okay. And so there's G.I. Jane, there's Forrest Gump. There's definitely Forrest Gump. Um, there's Saving Private Ryan. Right. Um, hell, there's even elements of Walk the Line in this movie. Um, the whole little brother thing. Yeah, the Pacific Island. Uh, uh, what was the uh, the follow up to Band of Brothers on HBO Pacific? Oh, the Pacific. Island. It was called the Pacific. The Pacific, and then you have um, uh, all those all the World War Two stories that came out. Yeah, you know. You also had the 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 Mel Gibson movie from two thousand two. I think was called uh, We Were Soldiers. Yeah, We Were Soldiers Once and Young. There's yeah, there's a sim- similarity to that. Yeah, you know. So the there's thin a thin red line. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of similarities, but you can't really tell. Look. War stories are war stories. Most of them are going to be the same. Yeah. And also Full Metal Jacket. I noticed a little bit of Full Metal Jacket yeah. too. Um, Vince Vaughn was great in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so, but that's the thing. This movie is at a place where they've tried to, they've had this in screenplay form for like 14 years. And it finally got made. And from what I understand, the first time that they were trying to get this made, they approached Mel Gibson to direct it. And he turned it down because he was in the middle of trying to get Braveheart made or something. Right. And it just kept getting bounced around here and there and here and there. You know, and then the guy it's based on, you know, Desmond Doss, he didn't, at the time, uh, the studios, I don't remember what studio it is, but they tried to buy the rights because they wanted to have Audie Murphy play him in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the movie version of his life. This is way back then. You know, way back in like- Fucking Audie Murphy was like 50 years old I know, in the and 80s. I know, I'm going all the way back to the 50s now. Because they they were trying to buy the rights back in the fifties. So this movie has been kicking around since. Well, it was for an idea. Fucking Fifty years. But finally, when there was a screenplay and everything like that, then it, it's been like fourteen years that they you know it's been bounced around. But yeah, uh, but but you know the the real life guy Desmond Doss, he didn't want this to be made into a movie. Yeah, and you can't really have Audie Murphy play another guy when Audie Murphy's already a, you know fucking war hero and everything else yeah so he just he, he didn't want he didn't want things to be left out of his story and he also didn't want things to be exaggerated or anything and so the funny part though <laughs> okay the funny part is though is that there's things that really happened that supposedly they say was really happened that mel gibson left out of this movie on purpose because he said it was too extraordinary and no one would believe it right um you know there was um Oh, for example, uh, that that scene where he kicks the grenades out of the way and then he gets injured. Uh-huh. Um, 
in real in, in real life that happened like three weeks later on in a different place and he did it to save other people and um, when he was being carted away, he actually switched places with another guy, so the guy that he thought was more injured than him right. could go. And then he got shot by a sniper <laughs> in the fucking leg, and then he crawled 300 fucking yards to a station and got saved. And Mel Gibson left that out because he's like, dude, no one's going to fucking believe that. It's just right. too much. It's like the ending of uh, of Lone Survivor or Jesus something, right? Jesus Christ, what a fucking... That guy's an ultra superhero. Yeah. Fucking A, right? Like, I don't believe in guns. I'm just going to go into war. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll be a medic. And Fuck Mel Gibson it. said he wanted to make a, a hero movie where he, the guy's not wearing fucking spandex. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to slap the shit out of grenades <laughs> and throw, you know, throw jab soldiers onto him. Yeah. But, you know, those are some fucking brutal moments, man. Like oh, yeah. when they when the jab soldier was holding onto the guy and the grenade fell. Yeah. It was, was it the um it was uh Sam Worthington's character, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And he threw the guy right down on top of the grenade and and it blows up, you know, all you see is this fucking red mist. Yeah. And it knocks Sam Worthington's character yeah. Captain Glover, you know, you know, fifty feet away. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know, man. I it, mean, look. Anything that has that anything that you can think of, literally anything that you can think of, anything that's possible in this world, yeah, literally flying. People, people have managed to, and, and you know, with the help of you know projectiles or whatever, have managed to literally fly like Superman in combat. Yeah, from that to you know whatever else you can think of, mm-hmm. it has happened in combat, and some of the most extraordinary shit in the world plays out. When you're in when you're in battle, yeah, especially like, you know, I don't want to talk about. I, I I'm a huge fan of World War Two. Oh, I know you are because it's 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 such an amazing and enigmatic moment. Well, look, they're still making movies about yeah, it. it. Yeah, exactly. In our lives, look, and we saw Fury. <laughs> Fury was fucking awesome. Yep, and that was again another Band of Brothers type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and this one was this one was basically look, you're going to this spot. You're going to Japan. That's all the movie was was. From point A to point B. Yeah. And they got to the that fucking spot, and all they did was fight in that spot. Yep. There was no taking ground or anything else like that. Yeah. And, you know, and I knew, what, I already knew what was going to happen um, prior to, I mean, I've, I've never seen the movie or never read the book. Yeah. But I knew because of my my fandom for uh, World War II stuff. Yeah. Um, I knew that the Japanese were already on the ground. And, yeah, and how brutal they are. Yeah, because they had already... The the way that it worked when they were island hopping is... And they had still found, like, years after the war, yeah. they had still found Japanese survivors thinking that the war was still going on. Oh, shit. That were still dug into those holes. Yeah. Yeah. So Because no, no one came and relieved them. Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, you know, 10, 15, 20 years after. Yeah, thanks a lot, asshole. Yeah. So the fucking guy would come out, you know, ready to go, and then do, <laughs> and and there'd be people standing there, like in a, not a mall, but you know, like you know, 1950s era, yeah. fucking, you know, Japanese people just hanging out, and they're like, you know, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, oh, the war's over, kid. <laughs> what? They've been in the hole for 15 years. <laughs> fucking here, it carries himself. Yeah. So you know, just but there's things like that have, that have happened. <laughs> Be like, fuck you, Hirohito. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and then and then some amazing shit like <laughs> the Yamato, and I, you know, people say God played a big role in some of this stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Circumstances be what they may. Like we had a patrol 
flying in the Pacific. And there was rumors going around that Japan had just released their largest warship, but nobody could find it. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They didn't know where it was built. You know, they well they do now, but at the time, where it was built, how it was built, so fast. Yeah. And w- without any knowledge of where the goddamn thing was, and then it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Literally disappeared off the face of the planet. And there was there was a patrol of planes flying around in the Pacific. And the fog parted at the perfect time of day, and guess what they saw? The world's largest battleship sitting there. Fucking radioed in and said, this is the coordinates, this is where the Yamato is. It didn't even get a chance. It was torpedoed immediately. Mm-hmm. And that was that's, a, that's another turning point in the war. But still, things like that had happened all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just, it, it was just an amazing. Like I said, it's an amazing piece of history, yeah. broken down into let's call it ten years. You know, between the thirties and the forties, Indiana Jones time, yeah, and and the amount of fucking yeah, Nazis, <laughs> the amount of fucking stories. And even my grandfather, yeah, you know, my grandfather was, from what I understand was part of the London Blitz, mm-hmm. and he um, he had saved us, not another person, a soldier, I think, um, when London got bombed, and uh, he had, had his teeth blown out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I... Look. And my, and my grandfather was a medic, too, so. I can understand at the time that a lot of people uh, used faith as a... as strength. Well, it's the 40s. Yeah. So, 30s and 40s. I mean, I would, you know, look, you can convince yourself of anything. Um, and if a lot of people probably, because of their faith, they probably survived because it kept them going. Right. Instead of just laying down and dying at certain moments when they could have. Right. So, they, there's that. But that's just, look, if God really had a part to play in World War II, then explain to me. All of those people that cried out and, and, and cried out to God to save them, and it didn't happen. And then the final t- death tally for World War II, I think, is like in the sixty millions. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think God had any part to play. In well, you know, I'm yeah. Without getting into a whole, without getting too religious, I just yeah, religious argument. It's it is what it is. I'm yeah. Just you know, yeah. So, but it's all about you know you have to. You have to psych yourself out, right, in one way or another, you know, and the, sure. and, and like, okay, look at with this guy, with with Desmond Dosh, you know, our, Andrew Garfield's character, he truly believed because of his faith that killing another man was a sin, and he wanted no part of it whatsoever. Right. And what I like about this movie, look, look, Mel Gibson is a is, is a is a religious person. I don't. Uh, beside you, you put aside the Passion of the Christ, and. Uh, it doesn't look like he's ever trying to push it on anybody. And besides, he, even if he makes a Passion of the Christ, he didn't make you go see the movie. Right. You either see it or you don't fucking see it. Who gives a shit, right? So um, his faith, you know, is in this movie, um, his religious faith. And But what I like is is that it was able to show that this guy, it showed, you know, matter-of-factly what his faith was without trying to make it into, I don't know, Noah or... Some other religious film that you know actually uses, you know, uh, divine powers, okay, to get in the way of, of things. Um, instead, it was just pretty much I have to sneeze. Hold on. <laughs> then sneeze, motherfucker. Oh, I won't. 
do it. Every time I speak with any bass in my voice, I feel something go through my left, my right, well, or my, my right nostril. Nose. And it, yeah, oh, whatever. It's, it's gone. <laughs> the moment is has fleeted. So I like it can show that a man has faith in something without looking like a, uh, a full-on fanatic. Okay. And he still, he seems like, he still is shown as a sympathetic character. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so I, I give it props, man, because the movie's not preachy at all. It's no, no. He not. does he doesn't believe in killing based on his faith, and he sticks to his guns about it. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, it, look, the whole war tribunal thing where he's up for court martial. Yeah, um, his dad coming in with a note from another mm-hmm. from a brigadier general. Yeah, um, all of that stuff. It, it, everything from from the first moment. To the last moment on screen, even documentary footage, yeah, was so well done, yeah, you know. And again, expert hands directing the movie. Yeah, I also like that it wasn't cut and dry. It was if you notice that these guys that were going against Doss, um, you know, in, in the military, I'm not talking about his like his uh, his fellow privates. I'm talking about um, the his higher ups, right? If you notice that. There wasn't. It wasn't just black or white with them. It seemed like it at times, but they 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 actually saw a lot of them saw what kind of person he was, and that he actually wanted to help, and that he cared, you know, and that he was sticking to his conviction. Well, except convictions. For Sam Worthington's character. Yeah, and then and then it was like, but they were always by the book, no matter what. You don't question it by the book. Well, the CEO too. Was so- yeah. Sam Worthington's character and the CEO of the company. Yeah, Robert Morgan's uh, character, uh, Colonel uh, Stapleton or something. Yeah. Uh, Singston. Um, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, if you notice that part where um, they're about to go on leave, he purposely comes in right when Doss goes up to the desk. Right. Just so he can fuck him over. Right. You know, like, oh, you know, because, you know, it's a, you know, this military is a fine oiled machine and you're throwing a wrench into it right. kind of thing. You know, so I'm going to show you. And I, I, I get it. I do get it. I mean, I understand where the guy's coming from, but we, we're, we're the movie isn't about him. It's about Doss. Right. So we're seeing everything from Doss's perspective. And he's he has struggles. And it, I like how it doesn't stay on the struggle, on each specific struggle for too long. It keeps moving forward. Keeps moving forward. Doesn't linger. And uh, I think that's what's really good about the way Mel Gibson directed this movie. Yeah. Is that... It just it tells the story and it moves on, you know. It it makes you understand um, Gar- Garfield's character, so that when it does get to that moment where he starts to rescue people and everyone else is either too injured or too afraid to go back up there, he's still up there fucking lowering bodies, right? You know, um, look, I <laughs> all of that action at the end, or I'm so well the whole. I mean, I guess like the whole almost second half of the movie is on Hacksaw Ridge, but. Uh, all of that action was perfectly fine with me, I, except for one part where I, I laughed. I laughed out loud, and it was when I can't remember which guy it was. I think it was Smitty, the guy that was the bully yeah. of, of the troop. Um, when he picked up that guy's fucking upper torso oh, yeah. and used as a human shield and ran with it, right? I started laughing. But because, he looked down at it yeah. and he and he moved it around. Yeah, and then he picked it up and he was smiling. Yeah, and, and then you fucking laugh and and I'm like, well, that makes sense because. <laughs> Who the fuck would do that? I know. <laughs> he would. Yeah. It just it was just it took me out of the movie for a moment because 
it just seemed over the top. Yeah. Well, we didn't have assholes talking. In the, well, we had one guy. But, old, yeah, the old man. But look, I there are things I overlook in specific in specific instances. Yeah. Like, okay, so the guy was being overly loud, but he wasn't being a, an obnoxious dick about it. Uh-huh. He was just, and then the guy that he was sitting next to, I guess it was his son, yeah. was telling him to, you know, shh. Was so, he? Yeah, you could hear him. He okay. was like, yeah, but shh, break it down. I'm like, okay, that's cool. At least, at least they're, you know. Is your laptop okay? No, it's not okay. Just. Well, God damn it. It was uh, doing the shit that my shit used to do. Yeah, that's we, fine. We can go to Best Buy real quick, get a memory card. Yeah, yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take computer advice from you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what cured my old shit, remember? Yeah, fixing it. <laughs> so, uh, going all the way back to the, you know, mostly the beginning of the movie, when uh, Garfield's character was younger, right before he goes to war, uh, I think we're both in agreement about Andrew Garfield. Um, I like him, but I don't think that he can carry an entire movie on his own as an actor. I, I just, it's hard to describe, you know, personally because. I mean, he, dude, he's committed to the role. He, he totally committed to the role. It's just that I just don't, don't care to see him all the time, you know? I am not a fan of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, so there's that. And I'm, I'm sure he's a fine person. And then also, he's overshadowed. He gets overshadowed by two people. He gets overshadowed by Vince Vaughn, and he definitely gets overshadowed by Hugo Weaving as his father. Right. Um the scenes Who, with, who's another person that I am not a fan of? Yeah, you're not a fan of Hugo Weaving, especially because of those comments he made about Transformers, about Megatron, and that makes well, sense. Uh, I mean, because he's like disrespecting it, an art that you appreciate. No, uh, I'm not a fan of him disrespecting, in a sense, all the movies that he's done, uh-huh. where you know he basically says, "I just go in and I don't even care." I thought it was Sam O'Neill at first. Yeah. Yeah, or Sam Neill, not O'Neill. No, yeah, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I've seen Hugo Weaving do really good performances before, and yeah. most most of it was Transformers and Lord of the Rings, like stuff that he's like, I'm not even a fan of. Like, really, you're not a fan of? Yeah, it was like he's. I think he's one of those those actors that he does the big budget stuff just so that he has enough money so that he can go do the low budget shit that he doesn't get paid much for. Right. And then he can, you know, then he can do his art, you know, his quote unquote art. Right. Um, he doesn't really care about the fan thing, you know, and that sucks because you see him in this performance where he plays um, Doss's father, and it was fucking amazing. I mean, dude, that every time he started talking about his uh, the past from when he was in World War One, and he would just like his friends would get mentioned, right? And you would see like when his chin started trembling and everything. I mean, I believed him. I totally believe that he had went through this shit. Yeah. Like I said, he, he just he looked like Sam Neill. <laughs> yeah. All I can yeah. think of is Jurassic Park. And I started noticing that there were Australian actors in this movie because Sam Worthington is. Yeah. Uh, Hugo Weaving is. And then I and I looked up everything, and every actor in this movie is Australian except for Andrew Garfield and Vince Vaughn. Huh. Everybody else is because they filmed it in, in Australia. Even Hollywood? Private parts? Everybody. Every single actor. But yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, Vince Vaughn too. Vince Vaughn overshadows uh, Andrew Garfield because he is so goddamn hilarious as their their you know their drill yeah. sergeant. And he was he wasn't being Vince Vaughn. No, you know he wasn't. Well, the stereotypical comedian Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he wasn't being the Vince Vaughn that makes you know like he was he was good in uh, um, 
What's the one that he he's a father to like three hundred kids or whatever? Um, like a don't it was called the the donor or um yeah the milkman or the milkman <laughs> or the, double entendre. I don't remember what it's called, but I know what you're I talking think it's about. the don the donor, and you know so in a, in a movie like that or a movie like this where he's not trying to be funny or yeah. winking at the camera or his bullshit, you know, like in Dodgeball. Yeah, that's when they don't use him as the as the the safe, you know, funny guy. Yeah, cuz he's not a lead man. He's a great fucking character actor. Yeah, if you when show he wants him Yeah, if you show him like in like uh his small role in uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh-huh. he was great. Yeah. He was a great friend of Brad Pitt's in that one. Um uh, he was in the second season of True Detective. Right. He was one. Of the, he was the best character on that show. Yeah. On that. Yeah. As a co-lead, he's fine. As a, as a member of the movie, he's fine. But as the lead, no, it doesn't work because it just looks like he's trying too hard. Regardless of that, in this movie, he was fucking magnificent. And all I could think of was Arlie Ermey, you know. Yeah. And in in Full Metal Jacket. That's how good he was as the drill sergeant. I was close. It was a uh, delivery man. Delivery man. <laughs> the milkman. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, he, you know what? I, I liked him in Four Christmases also, but, you know. Is that the one with Dana Carvey? No, Four Christmases ha- was where his wife is Reese Witherspoon, and they have to go through to go to all four separate families to, to have Christmas with them. Right. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, oh, my God. His best friend, the one that he's done all these movies with, he's a director. John now. Favreau. Favreau, fuck man, um, Favreau's in it, and he plays a funny role. I, I, it was, I think, Four Christmases is an underrated film. But, I've heard it's really good. I haven't seen it. But Vince Vaughn, yeah, you know, if you don't do the stupid Fred Claus shit or the internship stuff like that, that's that's the weak shit. Right. You put him in the in, in stuff where he can actually act. He can fucking act, man. Yeah. Quit stereotyping him. Quit Kevin Harding him. <laughs> you know. Put him in shit like this, you know. It's just like when you when you yeah, see like Kevin Hart's a whole other story. Yeah, you know, and you you can see like uh, it reminded me how like say when uh, uh, Alec Baldwin showed up in Pearl Harbor, okay, he was better than everybody else in that fucking movie because his character felt honest and and he was funny but serious and it it worked right. And in this movie, he just comes in. You know, Vince Vince Vaughn comes in and he's not cut and dry. He's 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 layered like an onion, right? And you know what else is layered? What parfait? Parfait. You know, nobody say they, you never heard no one say they didn't like no parfait, right? So they like no damn parfait. Yeah, and it was great because he's 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 a hard ass, but he's funny, and he's also understanding. Because if you see, I mean, that part where after uh, Doss gets fucked up, he gets jumped by his whole his whole crew. And then his back is turned to Vince Vaughn. Right. And Vaughn's talking to him about, look, son, there's no shame in this. We can go. You can see the look in Vaughn's, Vaughn's eyes that he he's concerned. Right. He but, actually gives a fuck about him. Yeah. You know? It's or, not, or when he first sees him coming out of the bathroom or, you know, Lou or... The latrine. Know, the latrine. Yeah. And uh, he sees, he sees you know, Garfield's face all fucked up and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? I didn't expect this. Yeah. You know, and the, oh, there's another movie that I, I forgot to mention was Biloxi Blues. Right. Because um, Vince Vaughn kind of reminded me of Christopher Walken's character. Okay. 
See, uh, so there's all, and it's also set in the 40s during World War II as well. Right. So, um, yeah, just, but still, th- I think that's my biggest problem with the movie overall is yeah. that it, it came out way too late. It should have, if it had come out a long time ago, um, it wouldn't feel like it's using all these other things that have already happened in other movies. That's right. what pisses me off is that even though it's doing its own original thing, it's based off of the story that was, that happened, it's still, it, it's, t- it feels a little tainted because of it. Taint. Because <laughs> we've already seen it. I mean, just like every single time he, he grabs someone and starts running off with him, I keep picturing fucking Forrest getting shot in his butt talks. Yeah. Right? I got shot in the butt talks. Something up bit me in my butt talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, but regardless, um, this is one of those movies that when it starts nearing the end, you feel the emotional impact of it, you know, and, and you know, everyone's quiet. You know, a movie's good when everyone's quiet when it ends, right? Yeah. Even though it was only like six people in the in the theater, because <laughs> everyone else is going and seeing fucking Doctor Strange or Fantastic Beasts and shit, but uh, or the stupid horror movies. Yeah, exactly. So I gave the movie an eight out of ten. Really? Because okay. it is yeah, it's very good. You know, it's it's definitely a, a touch above three stars, and it's 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 a memorable film. I will remember this movie because of the performances in it, because of Hugo Weaving, because of Vince Vaughn. And because of how well the the whole story is put together, yeah, it's memorable. I mean, you know, even though I, I I'm not a huge fan of Garfield, um, all those scenes where he's courting uh, Teresa Palmer's character, um, she was fucking hot. Yeah, she's gorgeous, man. I, it was funny because when I saw her in Warm Bodies, um, I remember how I made a comment of how she looked like Kristen Stewart. She was like, they brought in a blonde C- Kristen Stewart. Uh huh. Well, um, when we, uh, we were watching this movie. I forgot about seeing her in Warm Bodies, and I was like, she looks kind of like Kristen Stewart. <laughs> so, but yeah, she, she was fine in this movie too. They didn't overdo her, and and he definitely didn't overdo her because he's he's a Christian or a Seventh Day Adventist. Adventist. <laughs> he's an inventor. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the next podcast. Yes. Anyway, I, I thought it was adorable. Um, his courting of her, you know, it was very cute. And those scenes like that sold me on his character, as well. Um, just I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just not a big. It's like I said, my my only problem with the movie is Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm just I, not. A, it was hard to buy into his him being that character and his accent. Bless you. Here I sneeze for you. Bless you. All right. So uh, that's all I got for uh, for for this movie. Would you give it? Give it an eight. Okay, good. Oh, we got to look up our yeah, yeah, yeah. What's um, I think my Rotten Tomatoes uh, prediction index. Yeah. Holy shit! It. I forgot we saw the nice guys this year. Yes. <laughs> it was uh, Seven. I gave it a seventy-five. You gave it an eighty. Uh huh. Okay, so uh, as of today, uh, which is like the sixth of December, <laughs> a month after it came out, uh, it has an eighty-six percent approval okay. rating. I win. You win, Mike. You no, win. actually, what did you say? What did you give it? I give it. I think I give it a seventy-five. Okay, so let's do a quick year in review. Uh huh. So we have seen. This is what we watched. This is not our picks of the week. This is what we've seen in the theaters. Ride along. Ride along too. Yeah. Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa. And what I should be doing is writing the fucking the actual Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Kung Fury, and. <laughs> Oh, we saw Kung Fu Panda 3. Right. Kung Fury Panda Express. <laughs> uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah. 
Deadpool, mm-hmm. Zoolander 2, Ugh. which I totally forgot about. Yeah. Triple Nine. Yep. Zootopia. Mm-hmm. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yep. Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Yeah, we stayed home for that one. We did not see the Brothers Grimby. Grimsby. No, we didn't. Uh, Batman, Superman. Yeah. London Has Fallen. Yeah. Hardcore Henry, which Ugh. made me want to puke. I watched that last night. Fuck it. It gave still, me severe fucking Still headaches. fucking awesome. Jungle Book. Uh-huh. Everybody wants some. I always forget we saw that this year, but it was a good movie. Keanu. Keanu fucking disappointment. Captain America, Civil War. Yeah. Monster mo- Monster Money. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot about Money Monster. The Nice Guys, Neighbors 2, X-Men Apocalypse. Ugh. Temente 2. Ninja Turtles. Uh, Warcraft. Uh-huh. Finding Dory. Ugh. Independence Day Resurgence. The BFG. Uh, the Big Fucking Giant. The Secret Life of Pets. Ghosters. God damn it. Forgot I saw that shitty movie too. Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, Jason Boring. Yep. The Suicide Squad. Which is getting worse and worse in my mind. Jason Bourne or Suicide? Suicide Squad. Sausage Parte. Ugh. War Dogs. <laughs> Heller. Yeah. Heller yep. High Water. Yoger Hosers. Uh-huh. The, we haven't seen the mechanic. No. Uh, Don't Breathe, yeah. which is excellent. Saw Blair Witch. S- sucked. <laughs> the Magnificent Seven and a Half, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children's, yeah. Masterminds. Did we see Masterminds? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, you know, the uh, it was called Fargo. Yes. Yeah. The Accountant, Jack Reacher, Inferno. Did we see Inferno? No, we did not. We saw Keeping Up with the Joneses instead. Okay. I got to erase that. Uh, Arrival, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beast, Bad Santa 2, Hacksaw Ridge. That's right. And then we saw, we will be seeing in the next coming weeks, which <laughs> is only three left. Yeah. Office Christmas Party. Yep. Rogue One and Assassin's Creed. I think there's going to be another movie after that, but. There might be. I know that Assassin's Creed comes out sometime Christmas. And then uh, that's it. That's that's the fucking year to date. Yeah. With three weeks left. Yeah. I, I would say that Hacksaw Ridge is, is definitely in the top 10. Um I'm not sure yet if it's in my top five. Not sure yet. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll do a we'll do our top ten, top five. Like if I had to do a top five, like well, we'll do our the, top ten, which is top ten, bottom five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Top five, bottom five. I, I'll do uh, off the top of my head because I still haven't seen. We haven't seen Rogue One yet. So off the top of my head, before I go over the list again, I would say my top five are um, Heller High Water, Heller Arrival. Okay. Deadpool. Okay. Hardcore Henry. Uh-huh. Because I fucking loved it. Um, and either Everybody Wants Some or The Accountant. Huh. And then uh, and then Hacksaw Ridge is right there with it, with with those two that I just said. Well, for me, it'll <coughs> be Independence Day, Keeping Up with the Joneses, Masterminds. Your top fives? Yep. Jason Bourne and TMNT2. Your top fives? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I keep I keep waiting for the fucking catch. <laughs> no, actually, I'm my top five is going to be uh, Arrival, um, Don't Breathe. Oh yeah, Don't Breathe was fucking good too. Heller High Water, Deadpool, and there's one other Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll I'll make up my list. Um, but that's I mean, so far we haven't seen the last three, and I have high hopes for Office Christmas Party. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping it's really freaking hilarious, yeah, man. Courtney so. B. Vance, who plays director 
who plays the director on uh, NCIS, is yeah. in it. Yeah, seen him in a bunch of stuff over the years. Yeah, and he only he does mostly like this is his first comedy. Other than that, he does serious roles. Yeah, so I believe you're right. All right, so I know I'm right because I heard a I heard the interview with T.J. Miller on uh on Jim Norton and the Jim and Sam show or huh. Sam and Jim show. Yeah, and uh, they were talking about Office Christmas Party. All right, all right. So for Cinescapes. Movie podcast. Movie podcast. Uh, <laughs> Flacky for less than a Cinescape movie podcast. Hacksaw Ridge edition. Yes. I am Mr. Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. Hey. Well, Party on, have Garth. Have gay old time and uh, don't skimp on the condoms. Party on, Ralphie May. <laughs> All right, bye. Good show! Jolly good show! Jolly good show indeed! Hakuna Matata, bitches! Please share the podcast. The more people that listen, the better off we are. Thanks again. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! Go fuck yourself.